Well, we have another beautiful passage from Isaiah for our first reading today, and it has a lot of symbolism in it. And I think a number of the students who are here for this Mass or people who will be hanging on, hanging around upstairs the next few days studying, and they might be entranced by the idea of the banquet that God provides as we hopefully have enough food to help you through your studies the next few days. But I invite you all <laughs> to zoom out a little bit to the greater picture here. This is definitely an Advent passage about what God has promised us. And there's a lot, of, a lot of images of what is promised. But in a special way, this is a passage that's often used at funerals about what will happen and the promise made to those who now mourn. And so I know many of you here are younger than some of the rest of us, and maybe there aren't that many people in your lives that you've lost, but I'd like to invite you now to call out the names of those who... You are mourning, your beloved dead, those who you'll be thinking about over these holidays. And let's have their names said now so they can be in the room with us as we hear this passage. And so as we go forward in this Advent season, in the darkness, waiting for God's light, let us keep them in mind. Jesus went up on the mountain, and crowds came to him, just as Isaiah promised would happen on the mountain of the Lord. The people were filled with hope. The lame, the blind, the deformed, and the mute, restored as in Isaiah, proclaiming, Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. Jesus fed them, just as Isaiah promised a feast on the mountain. And if this passage caught you by surprise because of some numbers in it, because you were thinking there were 5,000 fed from five loaves with 12 baskets left over, you would be right. In the Gospels of Mark and Matthew, there are two feeding miracles. This is the second. And what does the 4,000 and the seven and the seven mean? Well, it means we're talking about the Gentiles. This is a sign of completeness, a sign of, it's not just, Jesus is not here just for the Jewish people, but for all people. This is more remarkable because it's come from the Gospel of Matthew, which is by far the most Jewish of the four Gospels. So, this Eucharistic feast for all people, a time when the tears will be wiped away from those who mourn. The lame, the blind, the deformed, and the mute shall be restored, and all shall be fed. Do we expect Jesus to do this again when he comes at the end of time? And do we do the same for those we meet now? 